Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. My name is Jay Shalansky and we have fired Kyle for not putting me in the proper order. Oh, snap. No, just kidding. Kyle needed a break. You guys are too much for him. It was overwhelming all the questions he was getting about Shadow Collective. Something. I don't know. Something like that. So uh, (laughs) Kyle's off this week. So I am joined by John Bushfax Bushman and Lucas Double Bounty Eustick. Double Bounty Eustick? Is that what we're going with? (laughs) All right. All right. Why not? That was the OG. That was my first Fifth Trooper article was how to play Double Bounty. Oh, okay. Well, and he's been mentioning it again, you know, ever since these card upgrades. So I figured I'd give him a, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready. Got to put Bounty back on the table. Listen, he's only here for a couple more episodes. I got to make him feel as good as possible. (laughs) I know Jay's being so nice to me now that I'm leaving. (laughs) Right. Weird. Well, I want you to, it's always your last memory of things, right? that is your is your lasting memory so like in a couple of months i'll be like man that j guy and that fifth trooper was a great experience you know yeah all the bullying and heckling i'll just not remember it at all like, man, that's he right. was so sweet to me helping me yeah. out the last few casts and he got me on them coffees at adepticon and then he was yeah. just like so nice to me the last couple of weeks yeah. you did keep me nice and caffeinated adepticon. that's right yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah so here we are we're gonna we got some stuff on the docket today we're we're finally gonna get to force users this is not a joke this is for real this is not a joke i've wanted to get to force users this whole time it's been kyle that said no (laughs) just so everybody knows so if you want to be upset with Uh anyone it's kyle just bash Kyle while he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle so we're gonna, listen to this. It's fine. We're going to get to that. It actually um, it works out, you know, with the Shadow Collective and the new mall lists, like that there's some stuff there. We're going to talk about what potentially we could see as far as new meta-wise coming up at Gen Con and Nova, or if you have any uh, events or, 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 or tournaments coming up in the next couple of months, what you could potentially see out there, what you should potentially bring. Uh, so we'll talk about that and, and just some other general horseplay stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to get to housekeeping here, but I'm going to use the podcast to complain about something right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really irritated by a couple of things. So I have a, a, an alarm system and we have a smoke detector. And uh, for whatever reason, that decided to go off at midnight last night, but it didn't make any noise. So like you couldn't hear the smoke detector. It just alerted them that the, that the, that there was a fire at my house. And so uh, my phone uh, is not, hasn't been ringing, like taking phone calls. It just tells me I have missed calls. So they called and the fire department just showed up at my house last night at like <laughs> 1230. And I was like, when I tell you I was dead asleep, like we're doing renovations at the house. I was, I was like out of my, just like gone. So that was, that was a real upsetting evening. And then it did it again at three o'clock. Uh, this time it made noise though. So that was good. And then it did it again at five 30. So I had a real, real irritating night. <laughs> Start running on fumes right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh. just like, I'm real like, you know, 
And then I, it, dude, it's just like, you know, like things just all happen at once, you know, like I, this yeah. fox is stealing my chickens. I'm out there like waiting for him with a gun in the backyard. Like that's not working. I really, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I don't think I would have actually shot him if I saw him. I really like animals. So it was just something that made everybody feel good. Like I was protecting the chickens, but I don't think I would have <laughs> actually like pulled the trigger because I'm a big fan of animals, even when they eat my other animals. This is crazy. Too soft. Just, yeah. And then there was, let's see, what else is happening with me? Oh, yeah. We were renovating. So we had this wood, this wood stove. I don't know if you guys have ever like tried to move a wood stove. They're like 900 pounds of just cast oh, iron. Geez. Well, you guys, you guys live in very nice, warm places. So you don't even need wood stoves. You guys no. don't even, you don't even know what a wood stove is or why, how I was going to ask, use as you're stove. describing this, I was like, is this a stove made out of wood? That doesn't seem no. good to catch on no. fire. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> bad idea. Made yeah. out of just tears and everything heavy it just that's like it's just iron cast iron stove with like bricks in it and stuff it's the heaviest thing it's my like, like 800 pounds man and so i'm trying to move this thing and we we put it up and we're selling it and this guy's like hey i'm gonna come get it i'm like okay you're gonna need like five guys like this thing's like 800 pounds he called me not too long ago and it's like hey i'm gonna bring me and my elderly father-in-law to come get this thing and i go no you're not what I go, I have four young boys who are all very strong, who work out all the time. And we barely moved it through the house. Like, like, and he's like, yep, I'm going to come and get it. And I was like, dude, this thing's 800 pounds. And so then he's like, hey, do you think I could come later and you and your boys could help me? It's like, yeah, man, like, good Lord. Anyways, these are all my problems, everybody. <laughs> yes. So, so hiring a therapist, Jay just tells us about all the stuff every yeah. time they yeah, yeah, start yeah. a cast. Everybody says <laughs> they like it therapy. when I talk about stuff going on <laughs> in the house. Well, here we are. For those of you that don't know, a, a, a wood stove is a big cast iron box. You put wood in it and you light it on fire. And that's what heats your home. That's what we do up here in the north where the winters are awful. And it's so cold that, you know, you can't even breathe sometimes. And so we get these big wood stoves. We have regular heaters, but sometimes you need supplemental heat too. It's not so easy here in California. Sometimes at night, the ocean breeze gets a little chilly and you have to put a hoodie on. You know, it's, it's a hard life. It's rough. That sounds. It is rough. Terrible. Uh, I'm trying so nice to be nice to you. <laughs> You're making it so difficult. <laughs> uh, all right let's get to housekeeping and then why you're all actually here the legion uh so all right housekeeping we are still working on our gar saxon uh shield giveaway listen to me everyone who's been reaching out to me asking me and saying hey i i haven't gotten it yet yeah like listen we have over three thousand now that we're we're sending out I'm doing roughly five to 700 at a time because it's, a, it's an arduous process for us. Um, needless to say, I wasn't 100% ready for over 3,000. Um, I thought maybe we were going to get like 1,000. And so I've had to print more cards. And so we're working on it. We're getting them out. If you haven't gotten yours yet, don't worry. If you filled out the form, we're going to get to you. I just don't know when. Lucas is still waiting for his and he literally works for us. Um, 
you know, there's a couple of things, the time for us to get them out that we're packing them really nice. Um, we're actually putting them in little uh, plastic, like resealable bags so that they don't get chewed up in the mail, you know, uh, postage, the printing out of everybody's addresses, getting them out the door, you know, international is a whole different field and and postage type so we're, we're we're going through them please trust me you will get them it's just taking a little bit longer than uh probably you would like it's taking longer than i would like but and it's free it's, and like it's, yeah we're losing money on it like this yeah. is just for you guys yeah so because we be love patient. you and i still love you nah. just be patient with my love okay it takes it'll take <laughs> some time uh, and we're just mailing them like regular letters. So it could it could take, you know, depending on where you live, it could take some time to get to you. So they're coming. Um, another great news. Mats are due in tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get mats out Wednesday or Thursday to you. So all of you who have been waiting and calling me and emailing me and saying <laughs> you've you've had pre-orders since April or March. I know. They uh, listen, shipping is a nightmare right now. The world is a nightmare right now, as far as shipping is concerned and logistics. So we're, we're, we're just getting our mats. Uh, we anticipated they would be in, in May that didn't happen. It's now going to be closer to July. Uh, this is the world we live in and we'll anticipate that for the future. So that ideally won't happen again. Um, you know, we'll probably just have them and, and we'll just sell them instead of doing pre-sales in the future. So, uh, yeah, so that's that. Don't forget legionhq.thefifthtrooper.com uh, for all your list building needs. Legionquickguide.com for a quick reference. I've seen a bunch of Facebook posts, people asking if there's like a quick way to get the rules. Yeah, legionquickguide.com. We've got all the RRG up there and links to all the forums rulings. That's so, huge. Yeah, so the forums is as someone who TOs for local stuff. That is such a godsend because when you're on your phone at an event trying to find those rules for him stuff to get a clarification. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. So we're, you know, and, and so that's a new addition to that tool. Uh, we've got kill points. Um, yeah. Legion the, HQ now. Some of the recent updates on Legion HQ have been pretty dope. Uh, yeah. There's a kill points button at the bottom of your list. When you have a list, uh, it says calculate kill points with a little uh, capital Sigma. And when you click on it, then you can little, literally toggle each unit and it just counts up the kill points for when you're playing a game or when you finished a game that tied on victory points. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad we did that. Legion stats, not the fifth trooper. So these are all the stats from events. Uh, we're constantly making updates to that. John and uh, Dr. Power Slam there. Uh, we, for those of you listening, the reason we keep calling him by his Discord name is because his it, I can't pronounce his name in English, so I don't spell it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's okay with that. So yeah. he, he goes by <laughs> Doctor Power Slam. He well, when I head over to Europe, I'll uh, you learn and meet him in person. I can learn the pronunciation and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then get back to us. I'll get um, back to you guys. <laughs> Uh, so we're so you know he's been doing a great job on legion stats so we have all these great tools all free to use also our legion stream tool legion stream.thefifthtrooper.com so everything's free for you to use uh go check those out 
Um, let's see what else. We're, we're encroaching on July. So uh, storm tide is going to start back up here about mid to end July. Very excited about that. So we're going to get that going again. Um, if you haven't signed up for storm tide, you can uh, sign up now. If you, you can start right with season two, quarter one, you get the first three boxes. So you could get those now and then start your monthly if you wanted to. Uh, also, we sell Legion now product on our website. So go check that out. And then finally, if you like our blog, if you like our podcasts, if you've been enjoying all this free content, all these free tools, please support us on uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the fifth trooper. That's how we pay everybody for doing all this great stuff. You know, um, we don't pay people in internet fame. Uh, we pay them in cold, hard cash. So, uh, you know, we try. <laughs> <laughs> we try to make everybody happy for doing hard work and amazing work and and you know all these tools all the blog the podcast everything's been so great so please support these guys um they need your support because none of them have real jobs it's all just blog writing <laughs> that's a joke they all have better jobs than you would think uh but you know it's nice to give them pay so all right Lucas, what do we got today? Lucas was taking diligent notes. A very diligent two bullet point notes. You got first force user lists yeah. and how to build around force users and then the new meta and what to expect. Because I think this is probably the biggest drop we've had since the Clone Wars that will shake things up. Um, whole bunch of new units, entirely new factions, units that can be run in every faction. So I think this will um, shake things up quite a bit. Well, what do you want to talk about first? I guess we could start off with force users. I think as a, a primer for talking about force user lists, I think there's kind of two main archetypes when you're making a force user army. There is the threat saturation force user army where you have your force user and a whole bunch of other aggressive uh, threats such as Vader with Dubaks. Um, you can do this with like Luke and Wookiees. Dubaks are threats. <laughs> they are, they are. John okay. is a Dubak hater. It's news to me, continue. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Vader with Dubaks, you know, Yoda, Wookiees, etc. armies that have a whole bunch of threats. And essentially, if you focus on the force user, you get hit by the other melee units before some focus on the other units you get hit by the force user the second big archetype i see is a more what i would call like a scalpel force user this is more like the luke gun line or you could do a vader gun line or an anakin padme gun line the idea being you have kind of this backup force and your force user is a playmaker or you know flanking threat in that it's less of a rush everything in and deal with it you have something built around it. So I think each of those play a little differently. So it's worth kind of separating how they both build out. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the second one. So that I think we could start there. John and I have run variations of that, which is more gunline support of, of force users. I think for me, uh, you guys can kind of jump in and correct me, but the biggest thing when running that is you need at least range four threat uh, a lot of times um, just because 
what you're doing is your gun line is a little bit, I'm going to put this in quotes. You guys who are listening can't see this, but air quotes weaker. Your gun line's a little weaker of, of units. And so you're holding them back and kind of shooting and hold, you know, causing suppression, causing them to make decisions while your force users kind of moving into position to strike. Yeah. Um, so range four definitely helps. Um, it it's a good counter. It, it's a good balance because if you're not doing the melee saturation one that Lucas talked about, because range four is going to be shooting melee for almost a whole extra turn before yeah. melee gets in. Um, another important thing, uh, maybe in my opinion, maybe the most important thing, unless you are running. Yoda or Palpatine, probably, you need at least 10 activations. Um, having less means that when you're trying to get your force user in, because at least like 75% of the time, you need your force user to make money and go across the table and kill things. Yeah. Um, if you have under 10 activations, then on average, every activation under 10 is one more round one more activation that your force user is going to have to run out there in the middle and get shot at before it gets to act again yeah i think that's a really key difference between these two is in the more gunline focused army you have to be very careful and preserve your force user because there's no one backing them up right uh it's also if true. you're running in with luke um and there's a gun line behind him luke is taking shots for no one at that point Whereas, right, if it's Vader running in with Dubaks, even though you might be roughly at nine activations, you'd rather be higher. If they're taking shots into Vader, that's shots that aren't hitting your Dubaks or IRG or whatever that's coming in. Of course, you don't want to take hits, but you can get away with lower activations in a threat saturation, whereas I really don't think you can in a, a gun line focused. Yeah. Well, and, and you still want your gun line to advance, even in the, the gun line force option, because... Because, yeah, you want them to have to choose between shooting your force user yeah. or your gun line. Mm -hmm. um, you don't ever want to give your opponent a single unit that that's all they can shoot at because that's that's bad well, strats. And I've found a lot of times with the so so my strategy with my list, the Luke Sabine uh, gun line list, is that even sometimes if I lose Luke and Sabine, both of them, by the time I've lost them, that the gun line is enough to hold up for the rest of the, the, you know, the rest of the game and can go do the objectives and can take care of the business that needs to be taken care of. There's, there's been a number of games where I've lost both Luke and Sabine and still won handedly because the gun line, because they're sitting so far back and they're not in direct threat to, you know, uh, what's happening that they, they're able to just, kind of plink off mini by mini and then Luke and Sabine clean up a little bit. And then if they die, if I've made a mistake or if something just happens or by design, they die, that there's still plenty of units left for me. You generally eight, uh, you know, that can, that can continue on with the mission. And, and cause really at the end of the day, as long as you're going to win the objectives, who cares if your force users die? Like, if you know you're going to win the objective, if you sacrifice Luke in this, for instance, then you sacrifice Luke. It's, a, it's about winning the game. So 
I think that has been true for a long time, but I think there's one thing in the meta that is going to shift that a little bit. Here we go. Bounty. What do you think that is? <laughs> what do you think that is, Lucas? So <laughs> bounty hunters all just got a buff, and yeah. they can be played in more factions. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot more bounty hunters. And in most armies, what Jay said is totally true. But one thing that I got to point out is in a bounty army, they're often going to bounty your aggressive threats yeah. because either you play passively with them and they essentially negate your aggressive threat, or when you do become aggressive with that unit, there's a threat of it dying and scoring a point. So if you are playing against the bounty list, you can't let you know your Luke or Sabine die on the last turn, sets a point. Um, you know, like and recover the supplies. If loot goes down, even if you have an extra box, you could go down to a tie on uh, boxes, win on points. Um, so you got to be really careful. That's one big difference. Often it's less of a big deal, right? If your force user dies right at the end, because that might be, you might have already gained enough advantage on, you know, the objective. Like if, you know, Vader goes down on turn six and before he goes down, you know, his force pushing and chopping all his units off the KP or something. Um, but right, if he gets bountied, yeah. it doesn't matter how much you did on that center KP, they just scored a point. So, yeah, 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 uh, of course. And I think that's absolutely something that's going to pop back up. And, and in the past, you know, as Lucas knows, when you were running bounty, right, you generally speaking that the, you know, the, the advice that we would have given you was put your bounty on the force user. If they have a force mm -hmm. user, put your bounty on them. Cause they're going to be out messing around and doing stuff. And you're going to be more likely to, to kill them than you are like a generic commander. Who's more hanging back, handing out coin, you know, coins, handing out uh, tokens and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Here, coins, here's some money, you fools. Um, Free value. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. If you're, if you're facing double bounty specifically, then yeah, I think the paradigm changes uh and how how you approach it but i think single mm -hmm. if it's yeah, only kill one the bounty bounty, hunter yeah like, right if it's only one bounty hunter come at me bosk yeah i think john's point is more realistic like if if it's just bosk or just boba fett or just cat bane just go take your force user and just head straight for him and and just but if it's double bounty then it starts to shift a little bit because now you got two people who are going to be able to collect mm-hmm Nah, just kill them, kill them both. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know which. I, I mean, I'm playing this list, so I guess I prefer this list that I've been playing. But um, I find that the really aggressive one, and John, you've played the aggressive one with Wookies and 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 Yoda and Wookies and Luke, and um, I find that one to be a little bit more intimidating, but. It, it has its weaknesses to like long range stuff, you know, cause it takes a while, depending on the, the, the board, it takes a while for them to get where they need to get in order to be truly effective. Yeah. So, so the issue with it is, is yes. Um, extremely table dependent. You don't always have line of sight blockers to hop between to get yeah. across there, but if you don't need to get across there, don't like wait, sit yeah. there and wait and hide for three rounds um, until it's more late game and victory and you can more, and you could actually secure a victory point with them um, because Wookiees, I mean, 12 Wookiee bodies running at you turn four is pretty dang scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, 
it can either either version works. You just mm-hmm. take different a, types of finesse. I think that's a big mistake I see people play with these threat saturation versions is they think I have to rush in. But the whole point of the army is when you do close that gap, they're overwhelmed. So if you just sit there, you know, for three turns hiding everything, now they only have three turns to deal with that massive saturation of threats. Um, so often it can be better because it might take them, you know, if you rush in with everything, maybe in the course of four to five turns, they can clear it all out um, and survive that that press. But if you're able to sustain your guys, hold them to late game, they might not be able to, you know, clear out those threats. Your units are more powerful in melee, you know, more versatile in melee. And now you're, you know, playing to your advantage with a bunch of melee units while you're also scoring. Or even if they do, like, take care of them in those last three rounds, that means they're probably not dealing with the objectives in the last three yep. rounds. Yeah. And you are. Because you're mm-hmm. moving. You're heading towards. All right. So... With that said, let's walk through uh, just a couple. We'll do this quick. We're not going to build full lists, but we'll start with a faction um, and kind of pick each one of those two list archetypes that we're talking about and just pick some of the unit, like maybe key units we need to put around them. So let's start with Rebels. Uh, I'll start. So, you know, really, there's two Force users. There's Commander Luke and OP Luke. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Commander I, totally Luke forgot. Luke, I was going to say there's one option. But no one uses Commander Luke, right? So really there's He's one. not okay. a dead option, though. I know. I, I know. But I will okay. say that. So so no matter which Luke one you choose. is just an amazing option. It's amazing. Really, if you're going to go for the, the gun line, Luke, okay, you can do what's the popular list is the, the DLT uh, with the, what, the captains with the captain and situational situational awareness awareness. right so you're always getting dodges and you can and then you can dodge crits and all this stuff permanent crit dodges yeah Mm -hmm. and then you you know the other one that i i like and i think doesn't get as much play as it should is vets i think vets and the mk are really nice pieces um you know having an mk gives you some options especially with like hostage exchange against other mm-hmm. against other force users so there's there's some options there you 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 lose some other stuff but you, you there's some gains then i think you don't have to build around the vets as much like john's yeah. lvo list he was able to bring luke Han, chewy and vets because with the um rebel dodge spam army you need to be packing vigilances they all need to be captains of situational awareness so you're you kind of have that core that stays the same. You could put in Luke or Sabine I mean, or whatever. But... It's not that you need to. It's that you get to build around them. The vets, like yeah. the, the vets have an incredible weakness. They have white saves and, and yeah. they don't have permanent dodge, like crit dodges. Yeah. Like, so, so my LVO list worked because Chewy, Chewy, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is critical. If you have a valuable gun line and you don't want to babysit it, um chewy will babysit it yeah for you yeah he'll guardian everything he can yeah i just you know what i like about the vets is uh they they you're right they don't have that dodge spam they do get a dodge if you give them an order but they also they also surge both defense and attack which is nice for like those attack rolls that they end up doing like a, a full squad like even without an aim of vets usually is putting through at least a, cu- a couple hits and yeah. so i just i always like having them as as like a, it's a nice 
you know, I think it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It depends on what you're trying to do with your list. And mm-hmm. mine's a much more offensive. I'm going to hold my vets back and, and fire from long range until they, you know, while they're making their way towards my army, where I think the 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 dodge spam one, you could get a little bit more closer and put position a little bit better because you got all that dodge spam, but you're you know, you're hitting with a little bit less force, I think, from a from a attack standpoint. Mm-hmm. A little I don't bit. Think, little no, bit. not at they, all. Those Mark IIs are only range three as well, which yes, which hampers their defense even further. I'm not trying to say don't don't bring them. I'm not trying to say they're not good. I'm just trying to say that like yeah. once you come into range three, any almost anything can shoot you. Yes. And if you're getting shot with white saves, yeah, every I think, hit is a. I agree. Save. You know, the thing with the Mark IIs that helps a lot is they do have Overwatch, they do have fire support, so there's a lot of things that they make up for from a from an attack perspective that they can kind of create these zones that people think twice before they start moving into range three, mm-hmm. um, which is helpful. But but yes, I think that it's it's your play style really what it comes down to between those two types of yeah. units. They're also significantly cheaper. Um, it's kind of funny that yeah. the technically elite option is supposed to be the vets and the Mark IIs are the cheaper option than the, the captain DLTs, yeah. Yeah. which is why you can fit Chewie and Han. Um, so it gives you a little more points leeway that you can have, you know, Luke, Chewie and Han in that army because the vets and Mark IIs are a little cheaper. And then I would say, I, I think this is a non-negotiable with these lists is snipers. Like, I think you have to put snipers in these lists because uh, they need them. Yeah, the activation padding if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. And also that it's that nice like whittle down of wounds on the way in that only snipe, you know, snipers are really good at doing. Yeah. Um, Wait, I thought you hated snipers, Jay. Oh no, I, I hate uh Empire Snipers. Oh, so <laughs> different from the Rebel Snipers. They are they're yeah, completely I different. Forgot. Dude, I they forgot. roll so bad. Do not let Kyle's <laughs> rolling uh confuse anyone here that that Empire snipers are the worst. Um, and speaking of J roll on camera, one of these it, days. Oh, dude, it'll be <laughs> so bad. You guys will be like, how do you win any games? I'm like, I don't know. I don't. Uh, okay, let's do Empire. So Lucas well, is our... Are we still going to... Are we going to do each faction and gunline oh, yeah, and yeah, each I'm faction sorry, and threat saturation? Yeah, man. you're right. You're right. You're right. So now we got... This is what happens when we don't have Kyle here. We're all discombobulated. Yeah, but we're going to do <laughs> the, uh, the melee version of that. So you take Luke again. Boom, you got Luke. You got OP Luke. So you start always at least force push. Every force user. If you don't have force push, that's like Yeah. It's a huge missed opportunity, at least. I really like Saber Throw on OP Luke. I'm I've been a convert of that. I didn't have it for a while and now I do, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is much better. (laughs) Like (laughs) it does have its place. Yeah. I think in the gun line it's really good. And the threat saturation. I'm not sure if you want it as much since you're planning on going deeper. But... Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but so in this army, yeah. Wookiees are the other thing you yeah. want to look at. Uh, you could do something kind of like Jay, where you take Sabine and Clan Ren, because that's also getting closer to more threat saturation style. Um, you could also look at Tauntauns. Tauntauns aren't in the limelight quite as much because they're a little God, less versatile. Yeah. But I think they're they're right there. Too so. Expensive. I, you know, I've been thinking, I brought this up on a, an episode, uh, Jeremy and I were, were like looking at this and I wonder if that uh, up close and personal helps them out as, at all. 
given them a dodge when they shoot at range two. Like, um, I know they're a little expensive, but you could start stacking dodges even more now, right? And then even maybe even giving them like emergency transponder uh, as well. And so now you're, you're, you know, I think that's something that could help them kind of stacking tokens and that may help bring them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just my thoughts. But yeah, uh, Tauntauns, Wookiees. So John, uh, I think a lot of people when they think of the Wookiees and I, this is going to come up in Republic as well, but they they continually think about the, oh, I'm going to take the, the duelist Wookiees and I'm going to give them uh, the shield. And I think you should, right? At least one unit. But if you're running a couple units, you may want to consider giving the second unit shooty powers and letting them shoot from a distance as well. That you is could also good. give the melee ones the bowcaster, and they yeah, get yeah. really hard at range two. Uh, the bowcaster is amazing. Like, uh, it's super good. Um, it's ranged pierce, and ranged pierce is extremely valuable against red saves, which half of the lists out there are red saves. Yeah. Plus the the magna guards that are going to be everywhere in the droid armies. Um. So I prefer bowcasters over shields and over the long gun any day. I think it is the more expensive option of the three. But, I mean, it's because it's Pierce. It's worth it. Uh, Yeah, it's 31 points and the other two are 26. The shield is a budget option. If you're tight on points, then I would go for it. It is definitely tricky balancing when you're going to have the shield up and when you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously when you deploy no reason not to have the shield up because you yep. get armor one it's not affecting your speed at all because once you activate you could change it um, I think a trap might be that people want to remove the shield as they want to lower the shield um, and go speed two as soon as they activate I think you need to stay in that armor one if you're advancing um, there is nothing more demoralizing than shooting into Wookiees. Now this is going to come up with Republic who have access to a dodge and have armor one and are behind heavy cover. Dude, it's the worst. Yeah, it's great. It's the worst. Um, but yeah, I think in the rebel list, yeah, I like all those options. I think Sabine and, and the Mandos are good. I, I, I think Tons could come back. They, they have an option there. You know, I think the other threat saturation for rebels, and we'll probably talk about this shadow collective too, is the a five, like loading Luke up in, in the truck and just like dumping in the middle of your en- you know, enemy's front lines is I, I I think there's something there. And we saw that mm-hmm. with, you know, with Evan, with the lat at Adepticon, right? Like a, there's definitely something there. I think that kind of list needs to have a way to be flexible though. Yeah. I, I think you need to make sure that that's not your only trick because you won't be able to just dump off Luke into any gun line because some of those gun lines will have Vader or Dooku yeah. or Palpatine mm-hmm. and Luke will not enjoy it. Um, he could still come out victorious in that, but it's not going to be the best option. Yeah, He's not quite the same as Vader where Vader is best once he is buried. All his cards are really powerful once he's buried, whereas Luke has a lot of good dodge cards, um, other effects, 
And so Vader is kind of a mallet that you just want to smash into people's faces, whereas Luke uh, can with Son of Skywalker and things like that. But well, all of disengage helps him hop around in there. So yeah. disengage is huge for wanting to bury Luke in there. Yeah, because he will, he might, he may not one shot a unit, but he'll remove four or five models, and then yeah. he'll just not even worry about it. Go to the next one. Mm-hmm. You will not be able to time down because <laughs> it'll take three units to time down. Yeah. Um. So I think there is merit to to pushing him in there. Yeah, uh, I think choke is the biggest factor that tips it between Vader loves to be in there more than Luke because Vader, in addition to six red dice, pierce three, he's also just getting rid of someone's heavy weapon every time. Yeah. 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 I think we could, with that, transition to threat saturation empire since we started yep. talking about Vader. Um, I think the main two ways is. The first way is the Vader Dubaks IRG list that used to be really popular. Um, it's like Vader, three Dubaks, two IRG. You can get to 10 activations um, and you basically just two slam IRG. it. Yeah, you can go one to two. You can, I think you go 11 activations if you do one IRG and you can do 10 activations with two IRG. So it depends on what okay. you want. The other option is the lap bomb with Vader. Like we we're kind of talking about, Vader has six command cards that all want you to be in the mix, whether it's Master of Evil, his one pips, uh, Fear and Dead Man. He has a lot of things that he just wants to get in there. Also with Force Choke, um, one of Vader's issues is closing that gap. But when you have a lat, like Evan did at Adepticon, we saw he basically he had multiple games where he just blew Vader in, and the whole game, Vader just tied down their entire gun line while Evan's gun line was able to score. I, the other force user for Empire is Palpatine. I don't think Palpatine lends himself as much into the threat saturation army. I think if you're pulling that strategy, you're really wanting to go Vader. Um, Palpatine is great in the gun line because of pull the strings. You can run them alongside some snipers and core units, or even some people take them with Bosk as like a long range artillery. Um, and I think Vader can also do well in a gun line. In particular, I think I prefer Commander Vader in the gun line because of uh, his one pip ah. and burst of speed. It helps close that gap. But so freaking, I I played in a local tournament this weekend. Yeah, and and my final game was against Commander Vader because he's the one that also has compel, right? Yep. yep. So you can make your core cheaper by ignoring suppression. In that tournament, before that game. I, I was running Yoda um, with Mind Trick. I panicked four different units between two games. Um, I would have panicked maybe four more in that game, but Vader's just like, nah, we don't care. Yeah. Yep. I have infinite courage. There were legit stacks of eight and seven and six suppression on several of his units. And Vader's like, nah, two actions. Go for it. Move, take a take a twelfth suppression. Just God's aggravating. So good. And yeah. it's like impossible to kill. He's yeah. going to have Eight double. Health. He's going to have two surge. double surges. Yeah. He's as it's got the defense of Palpatine and Yoda. Yep. And but with three more health. I think one thing that Kyle touched on one of the previous casts, because he played an operative Vader gun line at what was that? Um, ACL. ACL. Yep. 
And one of his complaints was he felt that it was hard for, he felt he had this long range gun line and then Vader. And there was a little bit of a disconnect that like Vader was kind of on his own going in. I think the one thing that this list changes is first you have compel. So you can run a list that's just stormtroopers at the specialist and T21s. So like really cheap, powerful core, they ignore suppression. Um, and also with burst of speed and his one pip implacable, you can fly through and close that gap in one turn. So with operative Vader, right, he is speed two, which is faster. Um, but right, you can get three speed two moves with implacable, but you're still going a little slower. But Commander Vader can either double speed three and close that gap, or with implacable, like fly across the entire table <laughs> and just be there. Um, and so I think he uniquely lends himself a little bit better to the gun line since. He can just sit there, make everyone ignore suppression, be impossible to kill, and then one turn go from in the middle of your gun line into smack dab in the middle of your enemy's army. Yeah. I mean, can't Operative Vader also implacable burst of speed? He can, but uh, you want to have stuff like choke or saber throw or other upgrades because he only has two force upgrade slots. Um, yeah, and you and have to have push. Yeah, Operative Vader also has seven health. So with Implacable, if you're seven not getting... Health. Did he increase? He did. Yeah. What the... What? <laughs> well, what's so I was going to say it's weaker because he has yeah. one less than Commander <laughs> Vader. Yeah. Um, but that's to say losing a health on Operative Vader is a bit more of a big deal than Commander Vader. So you, I think you need um, those two melee attacks. So... If yeah. you're using it just for movement, it's less valuable. Whereas with Commander Vader, you know, going from eight health to seven health, um, I think you can sacrifice, you know, one of those implacable activations just for a move. Yeah, and then with Palpatine, I mean, you're mostly. I think you talked about this, but it's mostly just gun line. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's not a lot of aggressive stuff you could put with a Palpatine list that really works. You know, I think some people have played with. Palpatine Vader but I think it's just too costly like it seems like it's going to work and it would be nice but I think most of the time it ends up running out of juice because you just don't have enough activations outside of those two yeah all right and then you know like things like we talked about this already but like we said you know you could, you could do something with the lat to get even more aggressive like Evan had mm -hmm. very you know very good success with that at Adepticon so that's for sure an option. And, you know, I think some of the other aggressive, I think this is kind of an aggressive, like kind of an in-your-face gun line combo, but like I I really kind of like the idea of a Commander Vader ATST. Like that is a really aggressive, like nasty combination that uh, it doesn't always work, but when it does, it's, it is real bad to have both of those things bearing down on your army. Yeah. And I think one more army that's one of my favorites. Uh, I ran this at LVO, but it is like a mix between both. You can take Operative Vader, two Dubaks, a uh, full gun line, and some snipers at 10 activations. And I really like that one because, in particular, new ways to motivate them on Dubaks is similar to Commander Vader, where the Dubaks can stay in your gun line fighting and then in one turn engage the enemy army. And so it kind of gives a threat so that Operative Vader can make it in after the Dubaks. But it also functions as a gun line. So if you want kind of the best of both worlds, but like it's less all in than a fully aggressive list and it's less of a good gun line, but you kind of toe that line quite nicely. I really enjoyed that army. So I think that's most 
of it for Empire. Uh, do we want to move on to Republic? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Yoda, Yoda Wookiees is a nightmare. <laughs> I, I just, it's not just Yoda Wookiees. It's Padme Yoda Wookiees seems to yeah. be the real sweet spot that, mm-hmm. you know, Padme generating those tokens. And then I find with this one that the Wookiees can become a gun line as well, because you could put some overwatch on them. They're sharing tokens from Padme. So they got the standby. So they're able, you know, it's, it's, it's a real problem. So fortunately for people that don't like it, I think Padme is only really good with the shooty Wooks because they could stay back and then Padme can still stay hidden. Yeah. As soon as you switch to melee Wookiees that want to run at you, um, Padme won't be able to share tokens and standbys unless mm-hmm. she has line of sight to them. Yep. And once she has line of sight, then you have line of sight to shoot her, most likely. Um, so it's extremely tricky to get Padme and, and not always possible for Padme to support melee Wookiees. Yeah. But shooting yeah. Wookiees, she can support like crazy. And yes, it is devastating. It's the worst. Because it's yeah. like you're not even thinking about it, and you're like, oh, range three, standby, Overwatch, you're like, oh god, standby, and- Overwatch, two extra aims from Padme, yeah, uh, mm. targeting scopes on the Wookies, so they're yep. rerolling three each time. That slot Ugh. machine will hit gold eventually. Yeah, yeah. it's it's bad. It's really and there's bad. there's the clone version of that too, which is typically Anakin Padme. And then the gun line, this is like what Kyle and I think Evan and some other people ran at Adepticon. Um, I think both of the gun line options do rely pretty heavily on Padme. So that's kind of, I think, Republic's gun line trick at the moment. Like if you go in the melee versions, you can run, like you said, just Anakin or just Yoda with a bunch of Wookiees. Um, but the gun line option, I think Padme is kind of a linchpin for that right now. Yeah, so, and then clones big part of getting value of the clones is fire support mm-hmm. so anakin wants orders all the time so to make it work with anakin fortunately you still have another commander slot yeah you slot in a standard clone officer clone commander mm-hmm. and he issues an order for free every turn if you have fives then that's issuing two orders effectively every turn uh, which gives you two options for fire support every turn gross yeah an anakin saber throw fire supported is disgusting disgusting. if you catch something in the open you can almost one shot anything with that fire yeah that attack pool yeah yeah. pierce three right pierce three impact three like yep lots of others are full health stormtrooper unit at six health boom seven hits with pierce three bye yeah (laughs) yeah good luck rolling six out of seven blocks to stay to keep one model <laughs> alive yeah i uh i haven't seen a lot of obi-wan uh <laughs> so i don't yeah. really know there's not a ton going on with him right now i think he's just uh i mean what do you guys think is the problem just probably overcosted without his, the right benefits for the army his command he, cards got like inadvertently hit i think because he like shared because his three pip shared put out a bunch of surge tokens that now don't really get shared that effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that whole card is just like worthless now. Um, and he's, he's a 
great unit, but he's only defensive. And he's a, I think he's just a low expensive know. for what he does now. Yeah. Um, yeah. After the changes, like you said, he lost some value in certain areas. Um, and I think the clone token sharing really made Exemplar a lot more valuable, which is why we saw Padme and Anakin get a lot yeah. more play. And so I think Obi-Wan's a great unit, but I think just for what he does in the current state of Legion, he's a little expensive. I think you yeah. can go down, you know, 10 points-ish, maybe a little more and be good in there. Yeah. What's he? I don't even think right? he's I 170. Think, I think if you, if you brought him down. That's what Operative Vader costs, right? Yeah. <laughs> even if you brought him down 10 points, I don't comparison. see much of a, a place maybe, for him. Yeah. Maybe 20 points. And you're looking at a 150 point force yeah. user. I, say I think if he's the same cost as Anakin, <laughs> I think if he's the same cost as Anakin, you could might think more about what you want to take. Yeah. Yeah. Even I would try and make it work. Yeah. I don't, but really, he needs his three pip reworked too. Yeah. And I think since his main shtick is like guardianing, um, you need to make sure that his guardianing is not like he's not rolling worse defense dice. So you need always access to dodges and always access to surges, which means mm-hmm. probably bring Padme. Yeah. So that because she's yeah. got the reliable and like vigilance and dodges can. I think to make him viable, he needs to be like him. 125. Holy crap. Without any other changes. All right, easy, Jay. <laughs> 125. Hear me out. Hear me I out. think his one pip alone any other is changes. Worth, his one pip is worth 150. Yeah, I think 155 with no changes. If they I don't rework think his three pip. If you put him at 125, hear me out. I play the crap out of him. Yeah. I play, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it's more likely that he would see play, and, and then you could put him with anakin and or padme and that could boost up uh republic as as a as a uh as a faction as well just my thoughts i think we need yeah i don't know it seems risky (laughs) bringing a force user down that far yeah (laughs) um do you have any other thoughts about republic though i think it's basically if you want to go melee wookies that's your only melee threat saturation. Gun line, it's kind of Padme standby yeah, gun no, line. Or you're uh, too Yoda, Yoda with the gun line is pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, JJ, I think it was JJ that just won Legion Ladder with it. Um, and I played very similar to his list this weekend. Um, and the reason why, so, so a couple big reasons why Yoda gun line is gross um, is Luminous Beings. Issues in mm-hmm. order to everyone, which is great for control, but it also means everyone can fire support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just disgusting. I mean, you fire support like three units with double aim, double surge behind it because Yoda can share his tokens. Yeah. Like it's going to delete stuff and quick. Um, on top of that, Yoda can uh, say you have a fire support unit ready during luminous beings or whatever turn. Um, but they're not quite at the range you want them to be. Yoda can just tell them to move forward, keeps their order token face up, so using guidance, and then they could fire support. He could even do it on his turn, right? He could go, he's like, oh, I like this spot that I'm at. Hey, clones, move a little closer. And then he shoots his blast gun, fire supported by 10 dice from a Z6, yeah. 
like with surge crit surge now, crit and blast and suppressive like that's you can probably tap. gonna delete something too yeah you can also set up the double tap at the blast so you can blast two things in fire support <laughs> you could it takes that it would have to be a non yoda card or you'd have to get orders out another way because he can't attack during mm. his three pip and his two yeah. pip only issues one order besides himself but it is possible so yoda's yoda's freaking yoda's great yoda's really good yeah. you could do the three pip up to three turns if you really need um it's great you probably want to bring barks to set up fire supports and to pad activations mm -hmm. bless you <laughs> That was, a loud, you, that was a loud sneeze. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well. All right. That's my, my pedestal for you. All right. For Yoda. Yoda. All right. So let's get to Separatists. Yeah, I think for Separatists, similarly, for we can start with Threat Saturation because they have fewer melee threats than Empire and Rebels. I think for this, one key thing is obviously your Force users are Maul and Dooku. In threat saturation, your threat saturating unit is your IG-100 Magna Guards. Yep. And because they have retinue commander, you're really only going to threat, you're only going to threat saturate with Dooku. So we saw, I think this is the army that uh, AJST won the UK Worlds Qualifier with. It gets like Dooku and three Magnus. Okay. Um, I think that's basically your only force user threat saturation army that mm. Separatist has. Could do Grievous with it but no force powers yeah so i guess if you You'd count this as a force user it's like the same thing because that's actually the list i got second place at the you know, oh, uk that. qualifier was a grievous triple magna um, is grievous decently cheaper than 155 points oh wow okay they're really trying to make them work huh yeah 40 points cheaper yeah so i think uh that's basically your option if you're going aggressive lightsaber user. Um, Dooku or Grievous, triple Magnus. Not saying it's not good. I'm just saying that's the one way you're going to do a threat saturation. Um, I agree. Whereas on the gunline side, you, have, you give the guards. You give them the whip or the or the rocket launcher. I give them rockets. I think you want the rockets for the. You can have one the whip. poke on the way in. Yeah, maybe one whip. It can be pretty spicy for slowing down gross. enemy units. Yeah. yeah. All right. But gunline side, I think you have a whole bunch of options because this also opens up Maul. I think Maul uniquely because of uh Geo Mastery is like one of the best force users alongside a gunline, since he can, you know, double move saber throw, double move force push. He has all these options. Um he could he double basic, move force push attack that yeah. no other force user can. Exactly. He can his saber throw is amazing. Four red dice, impact two, pierce two. Uh he has jump, which most relentless force users don't have jump because that's Vader is the main relentless force user. So he's uh got a great saber throw pool. And with Maul, there's a few different ways you can do it. There's the kind of old school Maul B2s that Kyle ran a lot of. Um I think the the better list we've been seeing quite a bit of have success. I think this is an army that won LVO. Um, I recently saw it do really well somewhere else, but it's Maul with spider droids and then a gun line. 
basically it's the spider droid magna guard gun line but you forgot the magnus for maul um and i mean i think that list is super good it won lvo uh won another recent event i think the more recent version that won a big event had a uh, magna in it as well so it wasn't just small as a melee threat Uh, yeah he won acl acl that was the winning list okay yeah yeah maul and magna i don't remember what else yeah yeah maul is really good yeah yeah Maul is one of the more flexible yep. force users for sure. I think in separatists, Dooku and Grievous in the current state, you're probably doing a more of a threat saturation list with like Magnas and you're trying to rush in. Whereas I think on the gun line side, that super tactical droid is just so good at supporting a gun line. Yeah. And I think Maul slots in there price wise really nicely. Yeah, separatists can afford anything they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think there's fewer options. Like Duke and Grievous play one way, Maul plays a different way. But that being said, both of those lists are like top tier, amazing. <laughs> and you can kind of tune it, right? You can throw in a few more Magna Guards. Separatists, it's the same thing with every list. It's like a good stuff soup. You can kind of flex different things, change it around, but the base yeah. archetype is just so good. Clones need to come down in points. Separatists need to come up. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just give me like two points to core units in both directions. Just yep. a little bit. Maybe three. All right. Uh, I do want to talk about battle cards for for force users in general. Well, we got uh, one more faction you're yeah, figuring let's, about. Let's do oh, Shadow or, Collective real uh, quick and then oh. I guess it's not a faction. Battle Force. It's it's a faction. <laughs> the wink wink, not faction. Yeah. So you got one force user option in this faction. So it's all going to revolve around that. You got the Shadow Collective Mall, which is the six command card mall, basically the super duper mall, which is amazing. What do you guys think about lists? I have a few list ideas myself, but. You know, I think you got some dependency, right? I think if you're going gun line, you probably want Commander Mall with the Darksaber, I think. If you're going aggressive threat, well, that's the only way to be commander for Maul. Right, but he can also be an operative. So I was saying, if you if you wanted to go gunline, you would go commander Maul. See, with the, with I like the, him operative because you get the better saber throw. Yeah, I think that's more the threats the threat saturation one. I think. Well, I disagree here because okay. I think I really like the four die saber throw alongside a gunline like. The gunline list I think is amazing is like three Pike Syndicate Capos, six Pike um, with either the Disruptors or Foot Soldiers. Then you have Maul with Saber Throw, Push, Vigilance, and Tenacity. And you could even fit like two lead by examples on your Pikes in there to help deal with suppression. Um, because Maul has the move Saber Throw move or double move Saber Throw, I think that you kind of want the four red dice for the gunline. Whereas in threat saturation, I think you want the cunning more, right? Because you're not going to be saber Oh, that's fair. Yeah. So that's my quick piece. (laughs) That pike gun line looks so good, though. It's basically like the Luke gun line that Rebels has been doing, but now you have Maul and Pikes instead. 
I feel so my general thought with Shadow Collective is we haven't seen much of it yet, so it's hard to know is good. But I feel like I'm very confident that that Pike Mall gun line is good because the Rebel parallel is so good. And it seems to do basically the same thing, um, right? I'd say the new mall is up there with Operative Luke as far as how good it is. And the new Pikes fill a very similar role. As good as Luke? What? Yeah, he can heal himself. He has six command cards. He can heal himself after he's taken a wound, though. <laughs> so that heal yeah. is kind of moot. But and you got six saber health. throw with Juyo Mastery. I'm not seeing it. He's got he's, phantom. He's down a courage, down a health, down a lightsaber die, no disengage. I don't know. No master I think of the he's force. Real, no real, real good. He has half of a master of the force. He and might half be of a charge. he might be good. He's not he's, op Luke. He's just not op Luke good, Lucas. He came to the wrong fight. Know, and the, and the, know, the pikes are like budget rebel DLTs too. Like they get they get their dodge one time. And it can dodge a crit, but I mean the the big trick against rebel DLTs is like you keep shooting the same one. Yeah, or or it's it doesn't really work against rebel DLTs because they keep getting their dodge back. But if you shoot the same pike twice, then all of a sudden crits are getting through and removing pikes. So you do have danger sense with helps a little bit, and with vigilance you can start double stacking. I think with pikes you can do like a rotating thing where your pikes in the back will shift forward, and your front pikes will move back, so you can keep double stacking. Um, it's a lot they of also with the, moving around, not but with the, the capos also can hand out roughly two to three dodges each turn, so you can kind of get that effect in a roundabout way. Um, the pikes also, when you're not in cover, hit harder because you can get the the cash aim from the foot soldier or the surges from the capo and they have a slightly harder hitting dice pool. I mean, you could do the cash aim on, on anyone, right? Yeah. But, I'm not uh, seeing it. You're not seeing it. I'm, nope. I'm about it. That's if I was not moving soon and had time to build models, this is the, the one I would want to run. Hmm. There's no critical on that disruptor either. Like, Critical is a big part of the DLT. Well, I'd say though, if you if you were up against that list, you would not want to have armor on the other side. Good lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I, I think the other threat saturation one is the bus, right? Like the A five mm-hmm. is available for Shadow Collective. Uh, it's in the card pack too. There, you can get the card for it. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it's uh, you could put mall in the bus through delivery malls delivery service, right, and drop them off. I think you would probably mm-hmm. put maybe the Mandos with Rook in there, and then I don't know what you would put for the core, but something. Yeah, I think since they are a new faction, there's limited stuff you can run. I would agree that I think it's basically mall bus and maybe like the Rook Mandos yeah. as another threat. They don't have any like melee specific units that you can just spam. Maybe yeah. you could argue about Black Sun Enforcers. Um, but I really like the pikes. So I think if you're running too many Black Sun Enforcers, you're kind of missing out the pikes. One yeah. thing you can do too, though, is like one Black Sun with the, was it the Magdet Detonator? Is that the grenade? Yeah, Magdet Enforcer. And then a, a Vigo, and you can chuck that thing in the bus and then have them all follow the bus, you know, jump and run around. Because <laughs> it's range one, 
Yeah. Um, which is a bummer, but you have blast. What is it? And then how many Three dice black. you got? Three black. Three black plus five black. So eight black and four whites. Um, oh, <laughs> blast. <laughs> it's a pretty gross dice pool. <laughs> yeah. And right, you're in a bus. So getting to range one isn't an issue anymore. You're just yeah. plopping them there. Yeah, I think there's some interesting stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know what else you could do. You know, maybe a couple mandos and mall. Maybe, you know, I think there's an option there too. But yeah, I think there's some good options. Uh, all right. So, uh, John, you wanted to mention battle for battlefield cards, cards. real quick. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we got? Um, force users are great. So, at least objectives cards. Um, force users are great at a lot of objectives but definitely not great at every objective yeah um like bombing run specifically is tougher for force users and uh what other one i guess they don't particularly love breakthrough either unless you're doing like the threat saturation i mm-hmm. we keep saying threat saturation i'd i'd like to to call it melee saturation specifically yeah because no. you could have other big threats too that but we've been talking yeah. mostly melee saturation. What no, we're gonna continue calling it threat saturation because that's what Lucas wants. Lucas Whoa. keeps calling it that, and he's only got a couple weeks left, pal. Let's just make him happy before he goes. So melee saturation is great at breakthrough. Um sabotage the moisture vaporators has a spot as well well i mean so yeah you're gonna be blue player so you, if you're um if you take sab- sabotage of moisture vaporators then you're probably gonna want to play it the, the safe way to play it is just to keep your force user back mm-hmm. and kill anything that comes tries to come kill your vaporator mm-hmm. um they're great at at intercept recover key positions and payload hostage every force user yeah if if you're playing um force user against a non-force user uh the force user is going to win hostage like it's it it almost feels impossible pushing and ragdolling the enemy hostage all over the place same with recover the supplies like Mm -hmm. i don't see a way to beat a force user if you especially if they have burst of speed and force push and you're trying to grab the middle box away from them without a force user. I think Boba yeah. is one person that could stand up to him, but he could Boba try. Is... <laughs> like he's going to have to have his one pip ready. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it can be rough. Things that you want to fight over the center of the map early on force users really like, and in particular, I think one key thing about recover the supplies and hostage is the fact that those objectives have to be held by a unit and force users, whether it's force push or Vader's might or Luke's one pip, uh, serve your master. They have lots of ways of manipulating enemy units and moving them around. So in those objectives in particular, where right, it's early on, you want to be influencing the middle of the table. Um, they're also just great at chucking that around. Palpatine and Yoda once your own unit has it they yep. can just be like hey come on move another time yeah vader Which 2 with huge. new ways yeah yeah 
Yep. Uh, and yeah. Luke with serve. Luke's work is one Pip works with friendly and enemy. I think maybe one broad thing in general with force users is they like they're very valuable on objective focused um, matchups, I guess, where yeah. there's a central thing you want to move around or boost, whether it's your own hostage carrier um, or intercepts controlling that center point. They're okay on key positions because often on the last turn, like Vader in particular is really good because you have Vader's might and implacable. Compel. So you have two different ways of and getting compel. stuff off the center. Yeah. yeah. You can compel, compel your stormtroopers. Is the best keyword for for key positions. Yeah. Like, yeah. With infinite courage. Well, all right. So you could, what do you basically think? just bombing run and uh breakthrough the two you want to avoid. Yeah. yeah, and then like there, there are considerations to make like intercept and payload. Droids are extremely good at. So unless mm -hmm. you are just because the amount of bodies that they could swarm those two objectives with. So unless you're able to, unless you have enough firepower that you're confident you can stem those two, then I would probably avoid those two objectives as well. Otherwise, it's an uphill battle, or mm -hmm. you need to veto it in the turn zero. So I'll ask one more question, and then we'll briefly go over yeah. what we think meta is going to look like. Do you think, maybe it's subjective to which list, but force users need a bid, yay or nay? I feel like it's very, I don't know. <laughs> It depends. They like a bid because yeah. they like their own hand, but I think they, they're they not like some armies that really need to rely on that bid. So I think it, it kind of depends. For my list, it's like, it's kind of how many points do I have flexing around and what mood am I in if I'm going to bid? If you're playing the melee saturation that needs to cross the table, then I think... You need a bid. I hate that I'm saying this, but I think you need a bid just like Kyle says, just for the choice between yeah. red and blue. You mm -hmm. may not necessarily need your objectives, depending on the matchup and what mm -hmm. you think he has. But if you're trying to win six games in a row at a tournament or more, um, you may need the table side. You may need to choose yeah. red because the tables won't be perfect. Um, yeah. The the gunline force user is slightly more passive and might me might be able to handle anything a little bit more well-roundedly. So you could probably go without a bid there, but for melee saturation, I think you need at least, yeah. a, at least a five plus point bid. Yeah. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I mean, that's I have the only bid. time you're going to hear me say that. I have a bit in my <laughs> list, but yeah, I agree for the same reasons, right? Like there's sometimes I'm like, I'd rather have tables like than my, yeah. you know, like, especially if I'm facing uh, another force user, I'm like, they're going to have a similar battle deck to mine. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the table side. <laughs> in the last six months, I have won like at least 10, 20% of my games due to table side choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like this, this side has a great spot to sit and score intercept. I'm going to choose yeah. it. Sometimes just having like a big LOS blocker that's slightly on your side that you can hide behind yeah, is uh, massive. All right. 
All right. Okay. Quickly, let's wrap this up. But let's talk about what we think the meta is going to be for the next couple of months. Let's. This is pre uh, swoop bikes and new battle forces. That's going to change stuff. But at least until those come out, which is roughly August. Yes, uh, we do have Shadow Collective though. Yeah, Everything about swoop bikes. I think I'm going to go first. I think as far as the regular factions go you're going to see double bounty and you're going to see some sprinkling of shadow collective throughout the other list mostly the um i think you're mostly going to see these pikes in in the list um what do you guys think i think in the existing factions um i actually think single bounty is going to be a really big thing i think a lot of people are going to play double bounty um but my kind of so i think in the existing factions the armies are already good are going to continue to be good i don't think there's anything here that's going to shake up the meta that old stuff isn't good but i do think some existing lists just get better like there's the spider the list where it's like cloning two spiders and a magna guard i think you just slot bosk in there now and that list gets (laughs) really gross and good i also think uh empire single bounty is really good. I want to play a Krennic Boba list. You can play with Krennic Boba, six stormtroopers with specialist T21s, death troopers, and two snipers. It's a beefy 10 activations. Um, I think something like that's going to be real good. Might see some form of like Krosk coming back, which is Krennic Bosk. Um, so I, I think we're going to see, as far as stuff that's good, I think the single bounty lists will be the best new list in the existing factions. Um, but I do think there's potential for double bounty, especially in separatists. Like you can do like Kalani double bounty, which seems like it could be good. Um, but I wouldn't count the single bounty. I think we're gonna have a lot of really good single bounty lists too. I have, I have a CIS list that I don't really want to say on the cast because I feel like we'll see it, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead. Uh, it's right in line, Lucas, with what you were talking about, but it's Kalani Bosk, six battle droids with the, the E5S, which is the one to four, two mm-hmm. of the spider droids, you know, with ion and, and attack protocols, and then two strike teams with the BX, with the sniper. That's 12, 12 activations, uh, and it's literally everything has range four. Yeah. There's going to be some gross stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty nasty just from a gun line perspective, you know, and 12 activations is pretty strong. Yeah. I think that I don't think this is going to shake up anything in rebels since they didn't get any bounty hunters and I don't see you running. So I think rebels are going to be the same. I think that's fine because rebels have really good armies right now. No, we don't. (laughs) <laughs> we have like two maybe That's, just one yeah wow wow but i think this gives empire uh, i, I think the the old empire lists are still good but i think now you can play bounty hunters competitively um republic there might be a spot for pikes in there with their standby sharing and dodge sharing um right pikes are a cheap core unit that they could include to help get their activation count up and it can you know use those dodges from Padme. So I think that's a, a maybe and separatist. You basically just like slot Bosk into existing lists. And then you can of course do all sorts of 
separatist soup, right? You just now to have two bounty hunters you can throw in separatist soup. Yeah, I mean, Bosk and Kalani, I think, is the thing that probably scares me the most. Because there's a point yeah. where, where Bosk could have up to, like, potentially 11 to 12 aims uh, with Kalani adding on to it like oh dude it's so it's so nasty and perfect order control yeah and he gets the surges because yep. you're gonna have that perfect order control and all these activations to pad out bosk so you can do these super long range shots yeah and, you know and, i mean yeah. even if you like and then think about it like if bosk is attacking basically uh a character or like uh, or even like wookies or something if you put hunter on them in addition now like that lying in wait turn like you're, you're talking, you got 10 activation with this list that I made. It's 12 activations. If you're facing someone with 10 activations, you've potentially got 12 to 13 aim tokens on boss. Yeah, it's like lying in wait with 12 activations um, and two spider droids who also could have aims. <laughs> Yep. Like you could straight up one shot a Jedi. Like they might try and last to like last first and get into the line. And you're like, oh, from range four, <laughs> I'm just gonna shoot my two spiders and Bosk and just like one shot them like that. Um there's not many armies I think can at range four just like delete units with you know their activations after you've gone. Yeah. So it's gonna be it doesn't increase the number of dice though. It's just no like but Bosk is gonna get his five crits. Yeah, with around like five or six aims, right? It doesn't the tenth, eleventh, no, and twelfth yeah, don't for make sure. A huge it just difference. the aims help because dice, because <laughs> sure. dice are dice, right? So you're looking for those crits. You're looking to position them, right? It doesn't give them any. But more five. Dice. But what what I'm getting at is those five and two six two sets of six hits from the spiders. I don't think you you count on one shotting a Jedi with it. They're still fifty percent. They're still not getting yeah. pierced. Count yeah. on. There's still no. cover. But no, you don't count on it. But I think the ability of having you know plus all the plus all the E five S's with critical one. Then if you let's say you do put the BX in there. Yeah, yeah. Get, with the whole you know, army shooting. Yeah. Yes, and if you're letting your your Jedi get shot by a whole army, right? Then you have messed up very badly. I think notably, it's just the fact that between the two spiders and Bosk, if they can see something at range four, they can fairly reliably kill something like a core unit might follow to that, yeah. you know, uh, Bosk plus one other hit on us, like, you know, lying in wait, Bosk hits an enemy spider and now they have one wound left. And that's just one thing you have to get through. Um, I think it's just the scary fact that at range four, this army can delete stuff. So like, you know, you plink up with the DLT, and at this army, that DLT rebel unit is probably about to die. What about Honestly. Shadow Collective? Do you think Shadow Collective will make a wave? I think we're yeah. going to see a lot of it because it's the new hotness. Um, but do you think there's any lists in particular you guys think will win events? Hard to tell. I, I, I think, if anything, probably that you know, probably the, the one you were kind of talking about, that's the three capo commanders with Maul and six syndicate foot soldiers. That's 10 activations. And it's very, like you said, it's similar though. Like I would call it a diet version of what 
Rebels is running, but yeah, you could reliably, I, I think you could see that one take a couple because I think it's just weird enough. Maybe mall bus mall, mall A A55 or A5 or whatever it is. Like, I think there's an opportunity there too. Mm-hmm. I, I think those would be the two ones. Um, I don't know. Gar Saxon, I don't know. Gar and Mandos doesn't seem as reliable, but yeah, mall's just so, so good. It's the paying for the red saves and they have yeah. one health. Yeah. That hurts a lot on the mm-hmm. Mandos. Same with Rebel Mandos. But I, I think everything i think the problem is you know meta usually means something you see repeated uh because you know you can one-off see probably like a gar saxon triple mandalorian or maybe quadruple right because you can run up to yeah. four right so like you could potentially see a gar mando couple pike you know take a tournament just because everyone's gonna be like what the hell is going on uh yeah. but, but I have a feeling we might see something with Maul because I think Maul has a lot of tricks up his sleeve now. Um, He's just and I think good. you can figure out it's going to figure out what's the way, best way to support him, whether it's a bus, whether it's a pike gun line. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a mix of both. Basically, like, are you all in on the pike gun line, or is it like a little bit of pike gun line with some bus? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think. TLDR is kind of if you've been running something and having success, it's probably still going to be good. Um, but there's new options with the bounty hunters and especially in separatists. Um, it'll have to be seen. But the one thing that worries me is some of those boss gun lines because those armies were already really good. And this seems yeah. to make them better. And they were arguably maybe the best list. So it makes yeah, me a little no nervous. Downside. Yeah, it makes me a little nervous that the list that was arguably probably the best list in ex- like in the current meta might have gotten like yeah a, a straight up buff. Um, yeah, yeah. We shall see. Maybe Bosk being in Separatist will be the thing that uh, pushes AMG to finally bump up the points on a few of those droid units and bring some Gar units down. After it wins Gen Con and Nova, then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just playing around, but yeah, you could, I mean, you could do like a Gar Saxon, three Mandalorian super commandos with the marksmen and the jetpack rockets. Gar with his combat shield, the flame projector, and the rifle. And you could put in uh, a capo, syndicate capo, and four syndicate foot soldiers for 10 activations at 792. So you could, you know, you could potentially throw underworld connections in there just to get the commands. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you I could see that as something that would be very interesting to just a bunch of just a bunch of Mandalorians, you know, yeah. coming at you. They got range three and four threat with their rockets. I mean I think I kind of like Gar Saxon almost naked because at 105 points he's five mando saves and he's got that range two gun maybe just give him rockets for a little more range but at least if you're doing mando spam i kind of like just making gar as lean as possible so you can also give a uh a pike gun line to back him up yeah compel is pretty gross yeah compel with uh courage one units who have danger sense too so that you don't worry about suppression and you're ramping up that danger sense. 
Let's see how many activations can you get with that. You can get nine activations with Gar Saxon, Naked Capo, four Pikes with the Disruptor, and three Mandos with the Marksman and Jetpack Rockets. Oh, you still have more points, actually. You're going to have two two Syndicate Capos, so ten activations. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty nasty. So I think there's a lot of options. Again, I mean, I've been saying this for months now. This is legitimately the best Legion has ever been. With, uh, mm. the, I mean, there's so many options. There's so many lists out there. There's so like you can't. You used to be able to go and prepare for. You knew what was coming, so you could be like, "Hi, right, I'm going to bring counter it," and I just know everyone's going to have tauntauns, so I'm going to do this or you know double heavy, or I'm going to do this, and you could be able to. You can't. You have no idea what you're going to face anymore like i mean one constant is cis and and magna guard because they suck i hate them so much but like you know everyone does uh but yeah so you know the one constant is you're gonna face at least one magna guard (laughs) with ion spiders that's for sure gonna happen uh other than that i have no idea of what, what you would face out there it's wild and i think there's stuff that's not even being used that like now that people are going to come down off the ion spider as much like I, t47s could make i mean they're still really good double t47 mm-hmm. is still super nasty uh as long as I, there aren't you know every list isn't an ion spiders list see my my worry is that since bosk can now be run separatists we might be seeing more of that iron spider spider yeah. army um but we'll see. Maybe that we're really overestimating how good that combo is going to be. Um, uh, I don't know. But if not... A range 4 gun line is generally pretty good. Because <laughs> I think the thing that's the biggest bummer is at least looking all this on paper. We haven't seen how it plays out. I think we're like in the best bounce ever. Like bounty hunters are great. Force yep. users are great. Gun lines are good. Melee is good. Vehicles are good. But that spider droid army now with Bosk might just be like a tier above all that. Yeah. But it might be an easy fix at that point, at least, right? They just got to tune that one army down. And I think everything else seems really good. So 20 points a- to the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not that much. Maybe like I'll five points happy. to the spiders, five to the magnas. Just hit all those things a little bit. But give me 20 or give me death. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the hopeful part is even if that list does end up being degenerate, it's not the worst place to be where you have one degenerate list and everything else is balanced because all they have to do is fix that one list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, and I think even then I, you know, listen, Magnus are really good, but I think that there's still even options within that list, like BX droids, right. Bringing those mm-hmm. back. And I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy out there. It's crazy. I'm excited. I just want to play my Krennic Boba Fett. I'm so excited to play that army. Boba Fett with cunning is gross. Yeah, should be interesting. It'll be exciting. Yeah. It's too bad you're too bad you're leaving leaving the states. My hope is uh, they got all those world qualifiers out there, and they're all paying for flights. So I'm gonna have to get real sweaty and try and uh, win a flight so I can come back for Depticon next somebody year. Somebody else on this podcast right now. <laughs> only a couple more chances <laughs> Listen i already here. got the invite now i just need the finances right. almost uh, only a couple more 
Wait, I'm ready. More chances. I'm ready that. for Gen Con and Nova. So Gen Con Nova LVO are really so far that we I guess, are they yeah. doing? Do you know how many invites they're giving away? Are they doing like top eight? I'll get invites I, I or top know. four. I don't know. It'll probably be top three if I get fourth place. Yeah, and, it'll probably uh, be two. <laughs> I would guess top it one might, if I'm might second only place. Be top two. You know, I think the the thing um, that I missed that they were doing was the burning. You know, like oh, first place or you know, not burning. If first place has it, then they just pass yeah. it to the next player. You know, I think that's like a missed that opportunity. Too. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what to expect from worlds. If you are guys they doing pass downs? Worlds or are they burning? I think they're burning it, right now. It depends on to each time. Yeah. Oh, it's up to the to. Okay. Oh, hey, well, TOs, if you TOs, listed, TOs pass them don't down. burn, pass them down. <laughs> yeah, geez. The people have a chance. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be real interesting. I don't know. You know, we haven't heard any of the formatting or how many people are going, but Worlds is going to be crazy. It's at Adepticon, if you haven't heard, uh, next year. So that's going to be wild. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So, yeah, boy. Yeah. But... All right, maybe well, I'll just can... end up playing X-Wing Worlds. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you have an invite for X-Wing? Not yet. Well, but I'm playing at Nova and Gen Con for the X-Wing Worlds qualifier, nice. too. All right. Well, cool. I think we can wrap this up. This was a good non-Kyle episode. We did it. We we safely did an episode without Kyle. It was, it was a struggle, but we made it to the end. Who's going to say the thing at the end? Uh, Lucas, you do it. Thing. <laughs> give us, give me the closing and and then the final. Go ahead. What do you got? No pressure. We are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Lucas. I'm Jay. And I'm John Bushfax Bushman. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>